Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is Monday, the 22nd of March. I'm David Scott, and I'm here with Annette Beecher to go and digest this very soggy start to the uh, the trading week here in Sydney, but uh, brighter performance on the overall market today. Yeah, the, the market had a bit of a wobble and then uh, gained some momentum over the day, probably not forgetting we had a pretty poor week last week, so maybe there's a few people snuffling around uh, buying the dip. Yeah, of course, uh, a lot of the focus remains that bond market. We saw the yield spike ever so briefly to 14-month highs in the United States on Friday evening, but came back. And then we actually saw a further retracement uh, of the of the uh, yields here in Asia today, including the United States and Asian yields, which didn't help our market as the uh, session progressed. I know that when mainland Chinese markets came on as well, there was a bit of a pop high there. I could see that they went and had a, a pretty good start to the trade after a tough Friday session. So, look, uh, we'll take the, uh, the good result there, albeit we're just recovering the ground loss on Friday. Uh, look, there's uh, some pretty big uh, no stories throughout the course of the session. One of those was Crown being lobbed a takeover approach from Blackstone. Uh, always exciting when you get a bit of M&A activity, particularly mm. first thing on a Monday morning. What were your well, thoughts? a few billion dollars worth of Crown takeover, which certainly gave a very strong tailwind to the price today. Uh, however, if you do look at the details, the one of the hurdles for the proposal is that casino license goes ahead. That is a heck of a hurdle. Yeah, given the premium that uh, the Blackstone's willing to go and, and cough up, you do suspect that uh, they're at least obviously betting that they believe that the uh, that license would be approved. Uh, look, wait, let's get straight into it. It actually was our stock of the day crown. So we went and put it to uh, Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool and Rob Collett from Macro. Uh, what their thoughts were on crown. Is this a good move? Is it time to go and take profit? What would they be doing in the current scenario? Let's take a quick listen. Seems like a pretty good deal for Blackstone. Uh, not a bad option for long-suffering crown shelves if you just had enough and you're seeing there's an opportunity to finally just get out at an okay price. Um, I think the deal will probably go through in one form or another. Maybe there's another bid. Maybe the board manages to talk Blackstone up just a little bit um, and get a couple more cents. So I wouldn't do anything just yet. There's plenty more to play out. I wouldn't wait for the takeover. I think you wait to see whether there's another offer. Wait to see if the board can talk these guys up. But at an appropriate time, look, maybe you leave five temps in on the table. But compared to the, the, the risk of losing multiples of that, if you buy now and, and get, do badly, I wouldn't be playing that game personally.
Uh, you don't buy into it here, but if you still got it, you'd hold on to it. Uh, the problem that they've got is we don't see another bidder at the moment. Mm. We don't see it being a viable option for anyone else. Yeah. So unless they can somehow get these guys to bid against themselves, it might be quite difficult. But look, if they can, um, you'd probably suggest something around the $13 mark. Right. Probably get it over the line. Crown shares closing up more than 20%, but not going into the portfolio indeed. Maybe going to take some profit. It did close above that offer price from Blackstone. So it looks like the market is speculating that there might be a bit of a sweeter deal or maybe even another deal coming in the works. So close coat on CWN to see what happens in that space moving forward. Uh, look, speaking of the uh, M&A front, uh, BAPCOR as well was out uh, announcing uh, an, an acquisition in Southeast Asia today. And we had the opportunity to go and chat with BAPCOR Chief Executive Daryl Lobotomy uh, about the uh, the acquisition of Tyson or the part acquisition of that thing and the rationale behind it. Uh, he went and said it's a good business for us to get into and partner, which enables the uh, the company to go and expand into Southeast Asia. Of course, so many opportunities there as well, mm-hmm. but there are risks obviously involved with getting into a uh, foreign market. So interesting to see what uh, what how the market digests that how the, uh, the broker community reacts to that news in the coming days. And uh, look, uh, we love some stock tips here at Osbys, don't we, Annette? And uh, we've got a little bit of a treat today. So uh, we had Cara uh, when sat down with Michael Gable, Managing Director of Fairmont Equities, uh, for the trade. And they went through and had a look at the technical setup for four individual stocks, all of them to go and buy. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you which ones they are, so you have to go and listen oh, in. Oh, so, yeah. that's a tease. I know a lot of people like listening to, uh, to Michael Gable's own uh, analysis and so you're going to get an absolute treat today. Uh, another thing I mentioned earlier as well, the, uh, the rising bond yields that are you know, obviously dominating market pricing a lot at the moment. Uh, we sat down with Nathan Somersundrum, who's uh, from Deep Data Analytics, and uh, talking about you now what's been going on when it comes to the, uh, to the outlook for U.S. yields, particularly longer yields in the United States, mm-hmm. and what potentially may go and take place. And uh, he's pushing back against the, uh, the, the mindset that uh, the Fed should go and do any yield curve control. He actually thinks that uh, we might reach a stagflationary scenario. Ooh. So yeah, some people have to dig out the 1970s economics textbook to uh, run through that one. Stagflation being next to no growth but super high inflation that is something that we some of us lived and breathed through the 1970s when you've got uh, in fact economies in recession facing at 20 percent inflation now obviously nobody is talking that kind of scenario in this day and age but the idea that we have all this growth and no inflation so it's certainly uh something to think about yeah it's gonna be really interesting in fact my view today is about uh the u.s uh economy and uh, the outlook for earnings there relative to other parts of the world i'm sticking with the other uh, view i've held for a while that uh the u.s uh, you know, exceptionalism that uh it's dominated uh financial markets globally for the better part of a decade will come to an end at some point this year and probably be the case for a few years but just relative speaking the u.s economy given what we're seeing with the vaccine rollout the mm-hmm. speed that's occurring there the amount of fiscal stimulus which has gone in recently as well you can certainly sense from a, a relative perspective particularly to europe things are looking a lot better in the u.s right here and now and of course we'll get a lot of more pmis this week as our favorite scuddy and i love pouring over the pmis uh particularly all the states across the u.s we've seen in recent weeks those priced prices paid components are starting to speaking of stagflation go back to 1970s levels 
Yeah, well, of course, we saw that uh, Empire State and Philly Fed Manufacturing Index, the other uh, prices paid the figures there, just astronomically high. So that's certainly giving a pretty you know, positive signal when it comes to an inflationary pulse coming through, a very strong one. Uh, everyone's still debating to this point whether it's going to be sticky or not. We will, we will see. If we get a bit of a pickup in the economy and things start to hum along, well, there's every chance that it might actually be a bit stickier than what markets are anticipating at this stage. Look, uh, it's going to be a busy week. We're starting to go and wind up. Of course, there's a bit of a slow start on Monday usually but we're going to go and pick up the volume on uh, on tomorrow uh we'll kick off at 9 30 a.m with Jimbei Lu, a portfolio manager at Tribeca Investment Partners and uh we'll also have uh Paul Bloxham uh from HSBC and Grant Wilson from Exante Data for the big picture with us at 11 30. Grant Wilson in particular has had a really interesting piece in the AFR about the crypto sure space. Our favorite space. Yeah we won't we obviously we've got to go and have the chat with him but uh I think both of us are looking forward to having a chat with that to certain the nuances we're seeing evolving in that space mm, and uh, pros and cons. Yeah look uh, and obviously not gonna the investment the risk versus return when it comes to uh, know where getting into uh, the crypto space given the move we've seen over the past 12 months so that's going to be a great chat. The call with Koshi tomorrow we've got Howard Coleman from Team Invest and Gary Glover from Novus Capital. They'll be running the rule over 11 stocks, including our stock of the day. And uh, we're supposed to have Tim Fung from uh, Airtask, the chief executive, on the program today following the company's IPO. But of course, the ASX stuffed up and uh, oh. that meant that it couldn't be listed today. <laughs> so it's going to go and take two tomorrow. So we'll go and have Tim join us at 1.20 p.m. So stick around for that one. Uh, 3.10, we'll also speak to Marcus Droger, uh, senior investment advisor at Sharon Partners. And we'll round off the day with Hugh Giddy, who's a senior portfolio manager at Investors Mutual. Uh, when it comes to uh, economic stuff that's out tonight, I know we've got a oodles and oodles of Fed speak. Mm. Is there going to be a change in narrative? Uh, no, I think it's too dangerous for the Fed to start going out on their own. As you know, we just came out of that blackout period. All we've heard from is Powell uh, since then, that op-ed in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend, again, counselling patients. But interestingly, he did finish that op-ed piece saying that he expects the economy to be stronger than ever before. Uh, and that's really fanning the flames of inflation expectations when you start talking up the economy. So we've got at least six or seven or something speaking on various online forums so the headlines will be tripping all over each other to uh, to report that Fed speak overnight. Yeah, battles of the uh, the dozen, the hawks that sit on the <laughs> FOMC committee. The dots. Who yeah, owns the dots? The dots. Don't, you know, we need to ban the dots, don't we? But uh, look, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, in that space. I'm particularly looking forward to the appearance uh, alongside Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, and of course, former FOMC Chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very bullish about the, uh, the labour market in particular, saying we're back to, uh, uh, to full employment in the States by the end of next year that is incredibly bullish if i correct yeah bullish labor market but she's never been bullish inflation so the translation into inflation will be what we'll be listening out for well as you can probably tell it's going to be fed fed and more fed but of course we'll have everything covered from the local angles here tomorrow we hope uh, you can come join us bright and early at 8 30 when we kick off we'll hopefully see you then good night see you then good night 